Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is January 22nd, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well. Hopefully you're warm, nice and safe and cozy. Um, here in Ohio, um, Cincinnati, whatever, um, it has been snowing. It started snowing overnight. And I woke up and I looked out my little porch and I saw the snow. I was like, ew, gross, no. Um, so, you know, kind of doing a little bit of snowed in action. Uh, I'm not planning on going outside, <laughs> but yeah, so we've been doing some, uh, researching and, um, oh, but, oh, we can do definitely do a little food corner. Um, I went to Paris Bon Me, actually went in there, didn't order. And I got, they had Korean, um, corn dogs and they were so good y'all. Um, I got two. One I got was pretty much all mozzarella, and um, on the outside, it had um, potatoes, like kind of potato chunks, and they were um, strewn strewn (laughs) about the corn dog, and it was very yummy. And the other one I got was a squid ink, excuse me, ooh, I got a burp, Um, was a squid ink corn dog. And it was really good. It was so, mm. and they did the thing where um, out of the back of the corn dog, they like um, sliced up the corn dog so it like looked like a little squid tentacles. It was so cute. Um, I really um, it, like. It's nice to have a meal you enjoy. Also, there were two types of mayo. Um, I think it was one was called Cupy mayo, and then one was spicy mayo, and then a chili like a spicy chili thing. So had those, and they had ketchup mustard. Um, so yeah, I was really pleased with it. I really enjoyed it. Um, and then something I guess that was a little bit of a letdown was this morning. I was like, well, I grocery shopped the other day, and I was you know wanting some oranges, and I hadn't had a blood orange, at least not to my knowledge in a while. So I was like, all right, let's get some blood oranges. And for some reason, I was expecting the flavor to be deeper or like more tart i don't know and i ate it and i was like man i would rather just had a normal orange shit i should have got a bunch of cuties instead fuck um but i mean hey an orange is an orange i also i don't know if you guys picked this up this is a tiktok trend i didn't try it today but i might fuck around and try it um you take a shower with an orange and uh, supposedly it's supposed to be like a really nice experience, like very aromatic, very pleasing. I don't, I don't know. I saw it on one of my friends' um, Instagram stories, and I was like, hmm, hmm, hmm. I will say though, I have a problem with this on the outset because, um, like, unless you're doing a bath situation, which I feel like isn't really generating the same kind of heat that you want uh, for this aromatic experience. Um, the peeling, like, where are you putting the peels? That uh, Call me crazy, but that's going to irritate me. I'm taking a shower. I'm trying to, like, clean myself. Where And I had to worry about where I put these peels. Am I putting them on the, 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 the ledge of my shower, the tub? Am I supposed to, like, move my trash can over? The TikTok didn't explain that. So I was kind of, like, a little miffed there. Um, but anyway, we can get to the news. Uh, let's see. Start with the Associated Press. This uh, happened, I believe, overnight. Um, it's Sunday, as of uh, recording. But uh, L.A. mass shooting suspect 
kills 10 near Lunar New Year Fest. So this is really sad news to hear, definitely on, you know, the top of, you know, festivities like this. Uh, also, uh, bad timing, I guess, but happy Lunar New Year. But um, let's see, a gunman opened... F- a gunman opened fire at a Los Angeles area ballroom dance studio following a Lunar New Year celebration, killing 10 and setting off a manhunt for the suspect in the nation's fifth mass killing this month. This fucking month, y'all. That's fucking crazy. Um, let's see. The scene unfolded late Saturday in Monterey Park. A uh, city about sixty thousand, um, excuse me, sixty thousand people on the eastern edge of Los Angeles that is composed mostly of Asian Asian immigrants from China or first generation Asian Americans. Uh, let's see here. Um, I mean, since this kind of took place overnight, I don't think there's like a ton of details out yet in terms of like the suspect. Uh, let's see here. Is anything else wanted to cover? Um, I mean, but really though, it's just one of those things where it's like, it, mind you, that I said it was this is the fifth one. There's obviously you, you guys know I I don't cover every single one of these. Um, it definitely kind of can drag you know things down. It can be really hard to like cover these things point to point to point to point to point. Um. But definitely this one was just a highlight just being that you don't know the necessarily the reasons why um, yet in terms of the motives of the gunman. Um, I imagine that's going to come out in time. But, um, you know, it's just a shame that, you know, we're in 2023 and it's just more signs of the same. Um, I know they go into some more uh, statistics in the article talking about how many shootings that took place in 2022, you know, once some of which we've covered. Um, and there are some testimonials from, you know, people who are like in the area at the time of the shooting. Um, you know, some people even seen the gunman, stuff like that. Um, let's see, let's move on to another tragic bummer situation. Um, let's see from CNN, six arrested after Atlanta protest over controversial cop city and fatal police shooting of activists. So this is kind of a double whammy. Um, but let's see. Let's read from the top here. Six people were arrested Saturday evening in downtown Atlanta. Authorities said during protest that came in response to proposed to a proposed police training facility and the fatal police shooting of an activist earlier in the week. Now... I know when people like kind of read, you know, hey, so they're trying to build a training facility. That sounds like a really good idea. You're going to train cops and, you know, hopefully that'll be leading to more cops on the street. They're going to have, you know, a better training and won't kill people. But I feel like that's just so like, like people aren't expecting that in a perfect world. Sure. That'd be fucking great. But like, being realistic, you're really just training these motherfuckers how to do more James Bond bullshit on the fucking streets of Atlanta. And not to mention, I believe this is, like, taking up a bunch of, like, forest area. And so it's definitely kind of, I think, bringing in a lot of people, a lot of 
protest because you guys are saying, hey, this perfectly good forest area, whatever, we're going to cut into chunks of it and make this a big old cop place, cop spot. (laughs) And um, that's going to be good for the city. And the city more or less is seemingly saying, no, it's not. Now, granted, in this article, it definitely says that um, there are definitely protesters who are coming in from out of the city and, um, you know, causing unrest, causing, you know, destruction of property, things of that nature. Um, part of the thumbnail I have is definitely a burning cop car. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm sorry. I fucking love that shit. <laughs> um, but I, um, I don't know. It, it's hard. It, I, I understand how easy this is to get flipped, especially when you see the press. Like nowadays you don't even have to say the word Antifa anymore. You can literally read it in the article, like how they kind of discuss it, even in in videos and things of that nature. Um, It just describes the activity as like, Oh, this is just them being people being disruptive for being disruptive. And um, I, I definitely think in almost every single one of these situations, it's always more than that. And you have to look into the details um that being said on the other half of it people are coming out in protest of the person who was shot and killed and that is a whole other situation um in which a person who was shot um now the cops say that this person shot first they didn't put the name of the cop who was shot now the cop is in stable condition though um but then they returned fire according to their statement and that man was killed um let's see was it i'm trying to think the person's name sorry gotta give me a second um oh here we go my bad um manuel esteban Paez tehran um he was killed and now they're saying he had a gun um, there's a statement from the mother who is saying like, my son wasn't violent. I don't believe if he had a gun and if he did have a gun, I don't believe he would have shot first. You know, he was probably defending himself against animals and things like nature. He was like staying there. Um, he was protesting and, you know, an activist for like environmental racism. Um, you know, that's a whole thing to describe and go through. I mean, <laughs> I I don't want to go through it in terms of that because I know there's some people who would be like, oh, what is, what is involvement racism? And they want to debate about that. And that's not even what it is about in, ter- in total. But anyway, um, he was killed. And obviously that's put up a lot of unrest. People are upset. Um, you can say what you want about whether or not that is just or unjust. Um, but it is definitely something that people are going to see and go, wow, like, that's fucked up and people are going to turn out for it. So, um, like I said, um, reference in the article, the authorities haven't identified the trooper. Um, and yeah, it's, it's definitely something that is a hot, cold issue for Atlanta right now in terms of this facility. Um, it doesn't seem like the brakes are going to get put on this. Um, looks like, you know, it's all steam ahead on that. Um, so definitely we'll keep you posted on what, comes out of these protests and uh you know the future of cop city cop city bitch cop cop city bitch um anyway we move along um also from cnn u.s hits debt ceiling 
prompting Treasury to take ex extraordinary measures. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> um, but let's see. Let's see. Last Thursday, um, we hit the debt ceiling. This is something we've talked about last year a little bit. Uh, honestly, it, it, this is a little bit snoozer coverage, but it was definitely talked about a lot during the week, so I wanted to kind of get it in. And um, more or less, we've hit it again. Uh, the problem, though, this time is we have a different house, you know, with McCarthy in this new, very razor's edge controlled, um, you know, Republican house. They're really touting their power here and wanting Biden and, you know, the administration to come and say, hey, come to the table and negotiate with us and, you know, we'll cut some spending and then we'll agree to raising the debt ceiling. And the Biden administration is like, fuck you. That's not what we do. Um, and essentially, that's that's an, an age old thing. You know, despite who has been in office, the debt ceiling has just been upped every time without a debate. There's been talks of a debate, but it never really happens. The job gets done. Um, so, you know, it remains to be seen here. Um, now, getting to the extraordinary measures part. Um, essentially they're kind of shuffling some money around. They're not making the same investments that they normally would. Um, and they're halting on making some future investments that they are going to make. Um, that's kind of the, the quick summary there, but I mean, it is scary if things don't get resolved, but essentially these kind of things that they're doing now should hold down the fort till around June, I believe. So I initially wasn't going to cover it, but I was like, eh, we can kind of just throw it in here, put it in the pot. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see, um, if we're gonna, you know, actually go bust here, it would be very bad. I know I'm kind of playing it down here, but as just, you know, discussed about before, uh, this would be like government shutdown type shit. Um, this would be people not getting, you know, their retirement. This would be, you know, actual functions ceasing to function. So, you know, we definitely have to make sure that this gets done and, um, you know, we'll see, see, Who's going to play ball and uh, what's going to go down? Um, now let's see. The rest of these, I'm actually going to take a little bit of a quick break here. Kind of cut this episode in half. Um, I definitely got to say trigger warning. Try to get better about these. But, um, you know, sexual assault, rape, um, definitely for these next two articles. Um, so, yeah. Um, let me take this break here. Collect my shelf. Okay, all right. From the Associated Press, porn actor Ron Jeremy found unable to stand trial for rape. So, um, we haven't talked anything about Ron Jeremy here. Um, definitely one, I, I kind of peeped it a little bit throughout the year. I was like, okay, we'll see how that develops. Um, to be honest, as a man, I definitely feel like I don't... like. It's hard for me to talk about these kind of subjects, for sure. I, I definitely feel that I never get it right. I never nail it. And I never want to talk about some shit that I just shouldn't be. You know what I mean? But at the same time, these are news, and I definitely want to hold people accountable 
in whatever arena they're doing shit in. And uh, I think that's, you know, part of what I do. So um, I want to give the chance to do try. So, you know, essentially wanted to talk about this situation, kind of talk about how, how it has unfolded. But um, let's see, a Los Angeles judge on Tuesday declared that uh, porn performer Ron Jeremy is mentally incompetent to stand trial on dozens of rape and sexual assaults. Um, essentially, um, from like review, let's see, reviewing reports from both prosecutors and Jeremy's defense that he is in, in, sorry about that. He is in incurable neurocognitive decline, um, from which he's unlikely to recover, which I've, I've heard it referenced to a type of dementia, um, or dementia. And this is um, the Superior Court Judge Ronald S. Harris. So, you know, it's he's mentally unfit to stand trial is essentially what's at play here. But um, let's see, Ronald Hyatt, which is Ron Jeremy's legal name, um, 69 years old. Um, essentially, I mean, I, I will call it what it is, at least from my perspective, he's dodging a bullet. I mean, from what he, from what I've read from these testimonies, um, at least from transcripts here, according to transcripts of grand jury testimony from the women and girls obtained by the Associated Press, Jeremy would lure them into a small secluded, secluded place, uh, secluded space, uh, often the bathroom of a West Hollywood bar and grill he frequents, trap them and sexually assault them. Um, but essentially with everything's at play, he's just not going to trial. Um, it feels very much like Bill Cosby, where, you know, he was sentenced, you know, did some time, came out because more or less he's old. He's all in the crepid. Um, I mean, I just think if these people didn't have the juice, though, I mean, wouldn't, you know, the, the system just throw the book at them? I don't know. Um, that being said, I am also against, like, any kind of, like, draconian punishment so that's a thing i suppose <laughs> it's just it's it's always weird to see the the justice system move um i'm sure maybe there's some people out there like oh no this makes sense da, da, da. i mean if that's the case okay totally i get it um but yeah so that happened that's something i i wanted to you know talk about finally on the pod um let's see here um like i said it's not like it gets any brighter um, from CBS News, London police apologize as officer admits to dozens of rapes. Um, let's see. London's Metropolitan Police offered a public apology on Monday after a serving officer admitted to carrying out sex attacks on dozens on a dozen women over a nearly two decade period. Uh, this was Constable Derek Car- David Carrick, uh, 48 years old. Um, he admitted to 49 offenses in total, including four counts of rape, false imprisonment, and indecent assault on which he entered guilty pleas Monday. Um, some of the fucked up shit he would do, um, he would, like, lock women up in his home, like, and I don't just mean, like, lock them up in his house, like, he would, like, put them in, like, his cupboard and then, like, not let them out and, like, not feed them. 
Um, he'd have them like clean his house naked. Um, all kinds of fucked up shit. Um, and I mean, overall, it was spanning over 18 years. Um, he used dating sites including Tinder and Badu, which I assume is like a UK equivalent or whatever, um, to meet some of his victims. And then he used his position of authority to gain their trust. Um, so, I mean, definitely really fucked up dark shit taking place across the pond. We're going to burp. Excuse me. Um, then they also go through some other, um, perpetrators over time, um, related to like, I guess like the London UK police system that have been doing some shit. Uh, I really won't get into that. It's the other half of the article. Um, but goddamn, definitely really fucked up to like hear that shit's going on. I, I couldn't imagine being, you know, a woman in that area knowing that this shit has been taking place this whole fucking time. Like these people have been driving around like, and it's, this isn't the first time. This isn't the first guy. Um, so yeah, I mean, hopefully you see some change and reform there, but I mean, obviously that shit happens in the state too. You definitely see people with a badge abusing their power, um, every fucking day. So, uh, let's see. And some more fucked up news. I wish I could, uh, say that we're ending on a good note, a bright note, but, um, sadly, no, uh, from Reuters, former female Afghan MP, Nabizada shot dead in Kabul. Um, Marusal Nabizada, a former, uh, female member of the Afghanistan parliament, um, has been killed by an unknown gunman at her home in Kabul. Um, that was according to police. Um, it was her and her bodyguard were shot. Um, she was, um, I believe, taken out of power when the Taliban came into power in 2021. Um, but since then, she had stayed um, to essentially fight for women's rights and, you know, really be, you know, force for good in that area. And I was listening to an interview by a person who knew her and initially had offered her a chance, I think, out. Um, maybe not her per se, but I think like the US or whatever had given her a chance to leave. But she had offered you know, she had decided to stay, you know, to help out. Um but I think like, you know, in the coming in the recent weeks, months she had kind of pivoted, realizing, like, there's nothing much I can do here, and things are getting really scary. Things are, you know, not good. And, um, you know, was trying to leave, but it wasn't looking like it was really able to. And, um, you know, sadly, you know, this happened. Um, you know, it's definitely a shame. Um, you did, I, I don't know. It, it sucks. I wish I could have some cool anecdote, cool thing to say here, but it's just going to be one of those things that are going to continue to happen with the way things are going in Afghanistan and the way that Taliban wants to, you know, enact their law. And um, obviously definitely not something I agree with, something I feel okay about. Um, you know, they do say that they're investigating the situation, um, you know, but who knows? Who knows how vigorously they're doing that? And if there's going to be any justice served there. Um, but yeah, you know, we definitely want to see more and better things happen in this world. 
but we will take what we can get and i feel like the best thing we can do is talk about it um but yeah hopefully i see you guys soon for some more good news i love you bye bye